Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Sheepdog Dad podcast. My name is Stuart Jackson, and I am the founder and host of the Sheepdog Dad. Visit thesheepdogdad.com to read articles, listen to podcasts such as this, and sign up for coaching geared towards men, young men and boys who wish to become responsible stewards of themselves, their families, and society. Please join us on our journey to protect the flock. On this episode, we are joined by Kevin Torres from Dad Bod Wad to discuss working out at home and setting the example for your children. So I'm really looking forward to it. So thanks so much for joining us. So we'll go ahead and get into it. So yeah, joining us today on the Sheepdog Dad podcast is Kevin Torres, founder and I guess I would say head coach of Dad Bod Wad, which is an awesome name, uh, by the way. And uh, really excited to have you on, get to talk about kind of what led to this inspiration behind Dad Bod Wad how you have uh, gathered your following, you know, you were uh, doing similar to what I'm doing, the educator turned entrepreneur, kind of getting it out there. And so I guess uh, we can just get into the story of what led to uh, Dad Bod Wad and kind of what's the whole, um, the whole genesis to, to getting that movement started. Yeah, dude. Um, again, like, thank you so much for having me on. I'm honored, super, super honored to be here. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, so when I started, it was, I, I completely started by accident. So, you know, like um, I was a middle school vice principal and before that I was a history teacher. And um, on the side, I was, you know, I, I, I always kind of like struggled with my own fitness. So eventually I, I got into fitness and on the side, I, um, you know, it became like a passion of mine. So I was like personal training on this side. I was doing like my CrossFit level one. I was a you know, boot camp instructor. And I actually used to lead boot camp classes for teachers after school, which was really cool. So like we'd go into the schoolyard and we would do like a workout and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Um, and so, you know, fast forward, I had a couple of kids and, you know, my, my health and fitness started to take, you know, to tank a little bit. And um, when, when it came to kid number two, um, you know, I, gone were the days of like being able to go to the gym. So I would like push the kid in the, the first one in the stroller for her naps because for whatever reason, she just wouldn't freaking nap in her crib. So we'd, I'd take her for like these two hour long walks where she would nap. And then one day I was like really tired and I just started doing burpees while she was napping. And I would, I looked under the stroller, saw she was still sleeping. So I was like, okay, cool. Did another, I did like 10 more burpees, looked under the stroller, she was still sleeping. 10 more. Finally, I ended up doing like a hundred burpees and she was still asleep, but I was drenched in sweat. And I was like, okay, that was cool. I'm like, maybe I'll do that for tomorrow's walk. And then I started doing that like on a daily basis. And then it hit me like a, like a ton of breaks. I'm like, I should start recording these and posting them for other dads to see, because like, you know, you can get an amazing workout in like 10 or 15 minutes while the baby is literally napping in the stroller next to you. And so I just started recording and posting with no intentions whatsoever. The name dad, by what I honestly think my wife came up with the name. Um, and then and then I just started posting regularly. And then when the pandemic happened, of course, that gave me more time to focus on, you know, just posting more. And that's when people started reaching out and asking for coaching. So at first I was like, no, I don't really do coaching. And then finally enough people were asking where I was like, yeah, you know what? I do do coaching. Well, that's, that's really crazy to hear just that it was so organic. It wasn't like a, uh, it wasn't an instance of where you just finally had it with that last student, that last parent, and you were just okay, I got to plan an exit strategy. Strategy. It sounds like it was very, very natural of just, it just uh, uh, evolved to what it has become. And I guess you just realized, hey, I can make just as much or more money doing this than 
being in the school all day. Is that kind of <laughs> that kind of what you realized? Yeah. So I want to say like I I might have had like the entrepreneurial bug in me for a couple of years, right? But I just wasn't sure like what it would do, like you know, like what what I would sort of like endeavor. And and the fitness thing was like a logical thing, but yeah, like it wasn't intentional. And it 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 just sort of like happened by accident. And then income wise, there was a time where I was like, okay, I can quit being a middle school vice principal, but where does that lead me? Like that's scary. You know what I mean? Uh, and I have yeah. a family already. I had two daughters at the time, you know, and I now I have three. But it's like I already have two daughters, like I have to provide for them. I can't just like jump ship, you know? And so I just thought, okay, I'll just keep, you know, coaching. I'll keep building this thing up. And, you know, God willing, eventually it'll sort of like, you know, the, the it'll, it'll tip, right. Where it's like, I'm making enough money now where I can leave safely, you know, in a smart way, as opposed to just like jumping ship. And then like, we're scrounging, you know, month to month. And so, yeah, like you said, there was a point where like the income sort of like started to match. I was like, well, I'm making it pretty much as much as I was as a vice principal. Yeah, it's nice to have two incomes, but it'd be really nice to just be able to just like focus on one thing, build this one thing, my coaching business and being home with my daughters for in the mornings and in the evenings, right? Like, cause I would leave work at like, I would leave my house to go to work like at 6.30 in the morning. So I had like, you know, a few minutes with my kids so I can go take care of other people's kids, Right. And I, so I leave my kids. So I can go take care of other people's kids, be there all day. I wouldn't be able to pick them up from school because I was dismissing our own students. And then I'd get home and, you know, stressed out from dealing with kids all day. And then I thought doing like, I, I felt like I was becoming like a worse father because I, I felt like my temper was like, not temper. I just felt like my, my sort of like uh, grace for children and like them being off your, task. And your patience. Silly. Yeah. Yeah. My just, patience. Just your little bits of, yeah. Yeah. Like the second I would see anything that they're about to do, like, nope, stop. Nope. Stop. Or any kind of like whining was about to start like, nope, we're not going to do that right now. And I was like shutting them down because I didn't have, I, I was dealing with 13 and 12 year olds all day. So I was like shutting down four and five year olds before they even had an opportunity to really express their emotions. And I was like, this can't be good. <laughs> you know. So, you know, like the coaching gave me an opportunity to like, just be home with our kids and uh, spend so much like, that's like, I have to go pick them up, you know, for dismissal here shortly. And it's like, I get to do that now. Dude, everything you're saying is speaking directly to me right now. Uh, I've got an 18 month old who turned 18 months today and we have a daughter on the way in December. And, uh, you know, currently how I work in education, I currently work in higher ed. So it's a slightly, slightly different scenario, but I did start in the school district and I've worked my way up, worked from secondary ed, community college to university and now back at the community college. And it's getting to where, now, the community college is great with the amount of time that I have off with spring yeah. break and Christmas and stuff. But yeah, it's really getting to where the 18 month old, he doesn't like going to daycare now. And it breaks my wife's heart every time that she drops him off. And it's like, we're literally working just to, for one eighth of our paycheck between two grown adults to go to full time childcare. And it's yeah. like, I don't, we got to, uh, evaluate things and so so you're definitely speaking to me and if you're speaking to me you're speaking to <laughs> tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of other dads out there for sure of just recognizing okay i need to make some adjustments of my what's my minimum level of comfort is how i've heard it be put i need to adjust my minimum level of comfort 
to make up for that relationship, like what you said, to let let those kids just be kids. Yeah, yeah. I just let them, you know, one of my son's favorite things is run around the backyard naked with the water hose. <laughs> and it's like, well, go crazy, buddy. We'll be out here for a couple hours. And then it's nap time, bath time, nap time. And we're hanging out. So, yeah. Did you, you know, find yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 please. No, I was going to say the pandemic really, like, I think accelerated that, right? Because, like, like you know, you have an 18-month-old, so, like, he's a pandemic baby. But, yep. um, you know, for us, we had already at the time a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And so, like, I don't want to sound, you know, you know, harsh or anything or whatever. But, like, when the pandemic happened, I was almost, like, at a breaking point at work because it was like so overwhelmed and I, I had teachers quitting. So I was covering classes all the time. And then when the pandemic happened, I was almost like, it was like relief. I was like, oh, please, thank you, God. I'm going to have like a week off of school. You know, at the time, everyone was like, we'll just shut down for a week and we'll go back maybe two weeks max. And I was like, oh, I just really needed this break. And then, um, you know, it turned into the whole rest of the school year. And But just being able to be with my family that entire time, because my wife and I would joke, I'm like, we need to start a farm. This is before the pandemic was even on the radar. I mean, we need to just go live off the land so we could be with our family all the time. Like mm-hmm. going to work and not being with our kids, it just seems like such a, you know, counterintuitive, right? And so when the pandemic happened and it gave us that space to actually be with each other, and then I was like, man, I need more of this. Schools are opening back up. The pandemic is over. How do I get back home though? How do I find my way back to a place where I'm taking care of my family and still with them on a, on a daily basis, you know? And so I gave myself like almost like no out. I was like, I have to make this work. And again, you know, to you and your audience, like it doesn't have to be starting a fitness business or whatever, but like, you know, like what is some other stream of income or another talent that you have, something that you enjoy doing that you're also good at that other people have struggled with would, who would gladly pay you for those things. And, you know, whether that's a side income or, you know, turn it into your full income, but it's like that lifestyle freedom, right? The opportunity to like stay home with your own kids is invaluable. It, you're absolutely right. I think so. I think the pandemic made so many individuals reevaluate how they were living their lives and how they made money. And you're right. You can take, you know, we're both educators. You can take those soft skills of knowing how to find the answers to questions and knowing how to adjust to different teaching styles. There's, there's a lot more teaching that goes on in the world than just in a classroom. And so you can find those niche businesses that, hey, uh, we'll pay you for your, for your knowledge on how to teach and how to find the information, how to deliver it. Oh, by the way, you can work 100% from home and you only got to work 30 hours a week, but we'll pay you for 40. And it's just... <laughs> That is becoming more and more. And I think the public sector is really struggling to catch up to that. And that is where uh, that's where you're seeing a lot of the struggles of filling the classrooms. And and you see it even more because you're in you're in New York, you know, here in here in Texas, we were probably second behind Florida of like, oh, there's a pandemic going on. Didn't know that. (laughs) But, um, you know, so so you really saw it well with uh, with, you know, kind of gaining that popularity in uh, during the pandemic and just people reaching out to you naturally, everything growing organically. Was there ever, I don't want to say a concern because, you know, you're certainly not a mental health specialist, but was there a reoccurring theme that you saw from these individuals, mostly men, I'm sure reaching out to you of just, hey, I need help with this. I need help with that. Did you really start to notice a reoccurring theme where you thought not only, hey, I could, I can you know, kind of one hand washes the other. I can stay home with the family, kind of set my own hours, 
while still providing a service that these people want and almost almost need? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the pandemic, I think, you know, over the pandemic, so many people gained weight, right? Because again, it there was this like helplessness. There was, you know, we were shut off from everybody. And then on top of that, there was never like an end in sight, but it was always almost like a week, always a week away, right? So I was like, oh, I'll just eat a bunch of Doritos this week. It won't matter because gyms will be open again in a week. Mm. And then one week turned into two weeks, turned into three weeks, and people are drinking at 11 a.m. and eating Doritos all day long, right? And so, so many guys ended up gaining a lot of weight during that time and just didn't have like the motivation because gyms were shut down and stuff like that. Um, and so one of the common themes that I see, you know, over the last couple of years is, you know, that is like, you know, I, I, a lot of guys will say like they used to be fit or they were working out relatively consistently. And then when the pandemic happened or when they first got married or when they first had their first child, you know, all that fell by the wayside. And then, you know, two, three years go by and they're 20, 30, 40 pounds heavier and realizing that they need help. Right. And so, you know, we address like the fitness side of things, but I think there's like so much more going on in terms of like the guys that we see that like, in terms of like wanting to level up in their parenting, wanting to like actually show up to be the dad that they claim they want to be right. No dad sets out to be like a bad dad. No dad. When the first time you hold your kid or like, man, I'm going to be so mediocre. I'm going to, I'm, I'm also going to traumatize you with, you know, with the random times they yell at you for no reason, man, I'm, I'm going to set such bad examples for you. You know, no father sets out intentionally to do that. Yet we all end up doing those things, right? Like yelling at our kids unintentionally with, you know, it's literally scaring them or setting really bad examples, not with everything, but in certain areas of your life. Right. Um, you know, like whether you are really dialed in with your, if you're really dialed in with your finances or really dialed in with like your career, but you don't really, you know, manage your health and fitness, well, then it's like, you're kind of like wearing your weakness on the outside, right? Like everybody can see that you're overweight. And so like you're, subconsciously, you're letting everybody know like, yeah, I lack self-control, right? And so like you're, and, and those are the things like you're passing down to your kids. Or if you yell at your wife in front of your kids, like those are things that you're passing down to your kids. So again, like, I think like the fitness side of things is where like people come to me and my team for help. But then the leveling up in terms of like your mindset, your routines, your habits, like how to show up to be a better husband, how to show up to be a better father and like create like a role model, uh, create like a legacy of health and fitness and become like a real role model, I think is like one of the common themes that, that we see with guys. I know, I know from finding you on Instagram and being a follower, uh, one of your big things that you really pushed, like what you just said, setting that, that legacy of health and fitness is you're missing a big opportunity if you're not working out at home in front of your kids. And was that something that you've always felt that you wanted to show that to your kids and you've just started promoting that to, to your uh, coaching clients? Or is that something that it didn't click until this kind of took off and it's like, man, you know, I'm over here knocking out pushups. And then, you know, one of your daughters gets on the floor and starts doing the same. Is that something that just kind of happened or, or is that something you've always thought? Yeah. I mean, I, it's not something that I've always thought it, it hit me when, you know, when I was home doing pushups and stuff like that. And then like my daughters would start emulating it. They would do air squats or pushups and stuff. And I'm like, man, this is so funny. But, but then I started, the more I thought about it, the more I realized like, you know, you can go to a gym to get in shape, but your kids don't actually see what's happening. They see you leave with a dry shirt on and you come home with a wet shirt on. 
that's all they see. They don't know that daddy went for a run or the specific things that they're doing. And by not showing them that, you actually set your kids up to still be intimidated by the gym. A lot of people are intimidated by walking into the gym for the first time, right? Because you don't want to look stupid. You don't know how to use the equipment. You don't know you don't know, you don't know what you're doing. And so the more we could like, sort of like normalize those things for our children, like show them what pushups. And again, you don't have to literally show them just through their osmosis, you know, just through like, okay, I'm doing pushups. Kids are going to naturally see you and, and emulate that. You don't have to teach them like kids, your elbows need to be at a 90 degree angle. And, and when you squat, you know, your hips need to come below. No, it's like, just show them you doing the things and they're going to do those things too. And then when they grow up, they won't be intimidated by walking into a gym or by going for runs on the weekends or by doing push-ups and squats or like knowing that like, Hey, you know, movement is just like a natural, healthy part of like being an adult, you know, that's really great. And this is, this is not, not 100% comparison, but there's days whenever I come home, I want to be present, but my mind, I'm just mentally wore out just from the day and my son wants to play. And if I'm just not 100% there, all I know is I just need to be present on his level and I'll just lay on the floor and he just loves it. He will just collapse on me, crawl over, stand up, collapse. And it's kind of like, it's just, you don't need, it doesn't need to be picture, picture perfect play or demonstration, just be on their level and, and they'll make a game out of it and they'll enjoy it. And it's a win-win for, for everyone, for sure. Uh, have you for, uh, for your uh, for Dad Bodwad and your website, uh, Forging Elite Fathers, uh, do you have also nutrition coaching on there, or is it strictly strictly uh, workouts? Yeah, no. Um, we 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 um, it's a whole community, and so what we do, we have like a super structured protocol that we take guys on that, you know, like with daily habits and routines and, and mindset training and stuff. But yeah, they, you know, guys come into the program and they get access to, you know, the, the, the exact workouts that I'm doing on a daily basis. Um, the, the routines, my morning routines and all that stuff. And then um, there's accountability. So like we have accountability coaches and, account, and, and a whole group chat where people are posting and, and sharing their, their own progress. And then there is a nutrition component as well. Um, where, you know, we don't want people necessarily like tracking and weighing and measuring their food for the rest of their life, but it, it does help provide like a level of awareness. And so there is like, you know, we, we give you customized calories, customized macronutrients, and then we teach you like how to actually hit those numbers and eat a balance of proteins, fats, and carbs with every meal so that you're not just sort of like, you know, kind of like floundering, trying to figure out like what you should be eating. Like we show you exactly what, what you should be eating for your body type and for your, for your weight goals. That's really great. And I can say one of the best things since our son is now getting into where he just eats whatever, whatever we eat, that has really encouraged me and my wife to have a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables on hand. Cause that's what we want him eating. Yeah. And so it's like, well, let's just grab two packages of strawberries instead of one. And I'll throw some in my lunch. And, <laughs> and so I have found that to be very good, uh, a very good influence that, you know, just that I want him eating that good stuff. So it's like, well, I might as well just grab that for me. Uh, two things I want to touch on that yeah. you just mentioned. Number one, the morning routine. I would certainly agree that that is very underrated on going to bed with a plan of how to start the next day and getting up with a purpose. I once told my dad uh, within the last couple of years, because I, I'm pretty strict on my schedule. I'm up between four and six almost every day and I have a plan for the day. 
28 out of 30 days a month, I'm getting up and I've got a plan, even if it's just to get a workout in or get some work done before uh, the wife and kids wake up, just to get get something done to where I can be more present. But also that that mindset training, can you go in a little bit more on what you offer for mindset training? Because I'd be willing to bet that is where most people are not needing the most help, but that's the best place to start. Would you say that def- definitely would be the best place to start? Yeah, you know, like we can, you can get the tactics, the roadmap, the step-by-step directions, but until you want to make that change, right? Until you are ready to make the change and like you're convicted and like, if I don't achieve this, like this is what's at stake, right? So until people are ready to like make that like sort of like mental commitment, yeah, like you could have all the tactics, the directions, the step-by-step roadmap in the world and not do anything about it. Like, I don't care about, you know, like building a shed. So if you give me the tools and 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 the directions and the hammer, I'm like, great, it's going to sit in my backyard forever, right? Like, I don't I don't have any desire to make a shed right now. But when I do, yeah, I'll, I'll come for you for those directions, right? And so um, in terms of like the mindset, I think one of the first things we do is we we get really, really clear on like your goals and why, right? So like, obviously, you know, everyone knows like, oh, you should set goals and you should know your why, but like we go really, really, really deep and like, okay, let's get really clear on your goals because sort of like speaking about goals in like a vague, like, oh, I wanna get in shape. You know, oh, I should get healthier. I should eat better. It's like, those aren't those aren't clear. Like what happens if you, you know, like you're only as, your, your goals are only, your, your, or your destination is only as clear as you are, no, here it is. Your GPS is only as clear or is only as effective as you are clear on your destination, right? So like if you open your Google Maps and you're like, go to store, it's like, well, what store might you end up at? A food store, a clothing store, a pet store? Like what kind of store do you want to go to? So then you get a little bit more clear, like food store. It's like, okay, great. Restaurants, grocery stores, specialty foods, like whatever. So then you say, I want to go to Whole Foods on Third Avenue. And it's like, Boom, now your GPS is going to spit out the step-by-step directions to getting there. And it's going to show you the fastest way to get there, right? So like once you're like super clear on your goals, then it's like, okay, well, why do you want to go there? And then like, what's at stake if you don't achieve that thing, right? So that's how we turn like your goals from like a should, like I should do this, I should eat healthier, I should get in shape to like a must, like I must achieve this thing or else X, Y, and Z is going to happen. Does that does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And that goes back to, you know, the SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and a time frame. Right. And so, yes, you're absolutely right. We're all guilty of just like, oh, I should do this, or I'm going to do that, or I want to do that. But yep, like you, what you said, that's, that's not a goal. That's a, that's a wish that you're not, you're not putting into action. And, <laughs> right. and just like what you said on, on having that community for accountability, that is where you're really going to start to, when you have to start answering, you know, to other individuals who are holding themselves accountable and you start to build that community, then you, you really start to push yourself for those members of the community. You know, for example, I started jujitsu a little over four years ago and I drove by, I drove by the martial arts studio every day thinking on, I I heard it from a previous podcast and it's like, I want to go in there and just try it for a workout. And I would tell myself, well, I'm not a jujitsu guy. I'm not that kind of guy that goes in there and does that. And then one day I said, I'm whatever kind of guy that I tell myself I'm going to be. And so took the leap, went in there and was pretty much addicted the first day. And now it's going in there and 
those guys are just a second family of just, you know, being in there for four years with the majority of the same group. And so, and I'm sure you've seen that a lot too, just in your, in your short time compare, you know, of, of starting your, your fitness uh, coaching of, I'm sure you still got clients that were some of your first ones that, that are helping those new clients uh, get started. Yeah, it is really cool to see that like we have one guy who Lewis, who was an architect, he was in a firm and um, he was never a runner and he started running because of our program because we have some running in our program and um, and and he actually started enjoying it and then he started a run club at his firm. So now at lunch, he has like seven or eight people that he goes running with a couple of days a week and it's like so cool to see how somebody who was never like in great shape, never even liked running now is like a leader in his firm leading a small group of running of other runners. And it's like so cool to see like how like, you know, when you prioritize your health and fitness, like the trickle effect that that can have on like other people and like other people are going to start asking like, Hey, how'd you do that? Or how'd you lose that weight? Or Hey, how do you get this muscle right there? Right. And, um, and then, and then all of a sudden, like, you're going to be a leader and you're going to be able to like inspire and impact. Again, you don't have to be an evangelist and go tell people they're out of shape. Right. But just through your example, people are going to be like, people are going to notice and they're going to start asking for help. And then it's like these seven or eight people who I've never even met in my life, they're not in my program, have are inadvertently impacted by my decision to like start a coaching program. Right. So I think that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, I think it's awesome. And uh, I mean, you're certainly doing a service, you know, not only to dads, but to any individual who who wants to better themselves, you know, mentally, physically. And it sounds like getting into psychologically as well. We all know the positive effects you get from getting through a workout. Um, I was on I was on the Peloton this morning at 530 just because I knew I wouldn't be able to work out over lunch today. So I had to get had to get it in. And so uh, I know you've got a hard stop. And so I really appreciate you taking the time, Kevin, of coming yeah, on. We'll, we'll definitely link up uh, your sites for not only uh, your website, forgingelitefathers.com. And then also we can find you on Instagram at dadbod underscore wad. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Why just means workout of the day. If anybody's, you know, like it's like a CrossFitism, like a CrossFit like term, like workout of the day. So dad, bod, wad, it's, I know it sounds silly, but, and the last thing I wanted to say to your, to you, to your guests, uh, to your audience is like, you know, the, the number one thing is like, is about having minimum standards. Again, you could have like the roadmap, you could have directions, you could have, it's like Zumba or intermittent fasting. Should I do CrossFit or jujitsu? Should I do, you know, running or should I do heavy weight lifting. It's like, it doesn't matter. What matters is like, do you have a minimum standard around this area of your life? Because like, if, if I ask like, Hey, Stuart, man, how often do you brush your teeth? It's like, uh, every day, maybe twice a day. Right. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, what happens if you miss one morning? You know, you've missed, I'm sure that you run out the house late and it's like, yeah, I got to run. And you forget to brush your teeth. You're not like, Oh, I guess I'm off brushing my teeth now for like the next week or two. Right damn it, I ruined my streak there. I guess I'm done now. But we do that with our health and fitness. Like, oh man, I was on a diet. Oh, I had pizza. I ruined my diet. There goes the weekend. There goes Monday. There goes next week. And there goes three months from now, right? Or oh, I missed a workout. Well, I guess I don't work out anymore, right? So it's like just having minimum standards and like defining those minimum standards is going to help tremendously. So like in our program, we have a three, five, one. And that's like our system, like our three, five, one system. And it's super simple. It's just at minimum, you want to work out three days a week, come hell or high water at minimum. You want to, you know, win with your nutrition five days a week. And at minimum, you want to check in with your accountability coach once a week, we have unlimited messaging access. You could like literally message your coach, your coach, like 24 seven. Um, but it's it. We say like at minimum, we want to hear from you once a week, right? So three, five, one, 
is going to help anybody like create those standards around their health and fitness. Like, oh yeah, at minimum, I do work out three days a week, come hell or high water. That's it. So I just wanted to like, be clear, like, like it, you know, it doesn't matter what you're, whether you're doing CrossFit or jujitsu or intermittent fasting or keto, whatever. It's like, do you have minimum standards around this area of your life? Or are you kind of just like some days I'm really good. Some days I'm not, you know? Yeah, that's really great. And one thing I just recently heard was what's the best workout to do? The one you're going to do consistently and the one that you're going to enjoy. That's exactly. the best workout. Exactly. Yep. And so, Kevin, I really appreciate you taking the time. I knew we had a lot of back and forth getting scheduled. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting this one released. So we'll get all the socials linked up. And uh, again, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate it. And uh, if, if anybody needs anything, you could always email me too at kevin at dadbodwad.net. Great. Yeah, we'll get that linked up too. All, all right. right. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thank you for joining this episode of the Sheepdog Dad podcast. Thanks especially to our guest, Kevin Torres, for coming on to discuss his services found at his website, ForgingEliteFathers.com, and on Instagram at DadBod underscore Wad. You can also find links to his website and social media channels in the show description. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star rating and review and sign up for our upcoming newsletter. Visit thesheepdogdad.com for more topics such as this and to sign up for our exclusive coaching service, Protect the Flock. Visit originusa.com and support American jobs and American manufacturing. Use the code JACKSON10 for 10% off all orders. That is J-A-C-K-S-O-N-1-0 for 10% off all orders at originusa.com. Until next time, keep your head on a swivel.